Hi guys, welcome back to the Original Judo Podcast. Uh, I'm writing this episode whilst I wait in a stupidly long queue, waiting for my accreditation for the Commonwealth Games. Um, Games itself starts in, well, less than a week. Certainly from a judo perspective, it starts on Monday the 1st of August. So we're going to do a brief preview of the stories I'm looking forward to emerging from that. Um... Expect it to be of varying quality. The, the queue for accreditation is uh, long. I think it's a, a five-hour queue. So expect me to go through all the uh, emotions, the is that exasperation, desperation, um, maybe some despair and relief, all in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it could be interesting. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Uh, I want to round up the judo from the new Olympic qualification period quickly. We've had uh, Yulin Batar, Budapest and Zagreb. Um, and then we're going to come to the Comic Games. So only a few weeks ago, I was bemoaning the fact that Japan had virtually withdrawn from the IGF circuit since the Tokyo Olympics. Um, only two events though into the qualification period for Paris 2024 and the approach they're taking has changed. They've sent small teams to both Mongolia and Hungary, but they won 12 of the possible 28 gold medals across both events. Um, We've seen the return of Olympic champions, um, including the the Abe siblings, both looking dominant at 66 kilos and 52 kilos respectively. Uh, Hamada, the 78 kilo Olympic champion Nagasi, um, also a winner in Tokyo, they they both picked up bronzes respectively um, across the events. Um, I guess briefly talking of Abe, like the match I was most looking forward to in Zagreb was Abe facing off against Krasniki, who, you know, in that kind of champion versus champion, Krasniki's moved up from 48 kilos having won the title in Tokyo. Um, and it, it came off in the final. Abe took control of the gripping pretty early on um, and then, yeah, followed it up really quickly, scoring with the Osoto and then showing some really effective uh, Niwaza to get the pin. So, judo I caught across the three events was, yeah, really exciting. I loved watching um, 57 kilos in, in Hungary, which was wild. Um, Japan's uh, Funakubo had too much for everyone on the day. But, the like, you know, there was Olympic champion Rafael Silva was there. Former Olympic champion, I should say. Canada's uh, world champion, Klimkat, was there. Um, the immortal Thelma Montero was out. You know, she's a former European champion. She's looking for a sixth Olympics. And Funakubo tore through the field, looking untouchable. Uh, everyone knows I've got a soft spot for the big men and women, so it's great to see the, the two best, or uh, maybe most decorated heavyweights in history um, return in Budapest. You know, Teddy looked flawless uh, in victory, you know, like the Teddy of old. And equally, Idalis Ortiz, the Cuban, you know, she stumbled at the last hurdle. She was she was outfought by um, another Japanese fighter, Tamita, in the 78 kilo final. But again, looks like she's got the form certainly to be in the hunt for a fifth Olympic medal in two years' time. 
The man who took the heavyweight title in Tokyo 2021, now a double Olympic champion, Lucas Kapalek, also returned in Zagreb. And that was pretty exciting, but he looked relatively flat all day. You know, he lacked his usual work rate and aggression, you know, that we're used to seeing from him and ultimately lost out to the, the Georgian Zalishvili in the quarters and then to the Finn Pumalainen in the repercharge. charge. Um, I haven't managed to watch loads of it, but there was some phenomenal judo going on. But that brings us back to the Commonwealth Games. Now, as I said, the judo competition is running between the 1st and the 3rd of August. Um, and it's panning out to be an exciting event. So this year, I think in a bid to reduce the scale of the overall games, like team sizes have been restricted for, for everyone but Team England. Um, I, I presume that's because they're the hosts. Um, and the impact of that is that the categories are maybe a little smaller, uh, but generally very competitive. So... As judo's been a like an elective sport for the hosts in the past, previous kind of iterations of judo in the commie games have come 12 years apart. So in Auckland 1990 was the first one, Manchester 2002 followed that, and then we saw it again in Glasgow 2014. So that means there's been few athletes who've had the opportunity um, and the longevity maybe to compete at more than one games. And then fewer still, are those that have meddled at two Commonwealth Games. In fact, like Scotland's Sarah Clark remains, uh, I'm sure someone will correct me, but she's the only, the first and only athlete to win medals at multiple games, taking a silver in Manchester and then gold 12 years later in Glasgow. So with the return of judo to the Birmingham Games, though, uh, coming just eight years after Glasgow, we're potentially seeing nine athletes looking to join Clark with medals from two games. And there's four who are going to be looking for that elusive double gold. So on day one, um, yeah, we're going to break it down day by day. Um, and day one, we're going to see three of those nine athletes who are looking for a second medal. And two of those athletes are looking for a double gold or they're, they're in with a shout. Um, under 60s, you know, it, should, it follows the traditional format. We've got the lightweights on the first day, middleweights second day, heavyweights on the final, third and final day. Uh, under 60 kilos, we've got triple Olympian Ashley McKenzie. Um, she is coming back to bid for his second Commonwealth title, having won in Glasgow. He's struggled a bit for me to find form over the last year, but he's capable of, you know, producing some incredible incredible judo um, and he loves the big stage I think the main challenge the biggest challenge for him is going to come from uh, his fellow English competitor Sam Hall you know he's the world number 34 uh, yeah world number 34 and you know he was great form earlier on um, you know, towards the end of last year, winning the Grand Zagreb Grand Prix in September. He took a Grand Slam bronze a few weeks, maybe a few months later. Um, and I think at 60s, the the Commonwealth Games title is a shootout between those two guys. You know, there's a there's a handful of other athletes who are going to be shouting for a medal. Um, two Scottish boys, um, I think the Australian as well, yeah, could be in for a shout. But for me, the, the, the title... Is probably very likely coming back to 
England. At under 52s, uh, Kim Rennix, who won in Glasgow, um, is pushing for a second medal. She's a bit of a late addition to the Scottish team. Um, and I think she's going to face some tough competition. You know, in the, the there's two Pan American um, Championship bronze medalists uh, in Canada's Kelly Deguchi um, and Australia's Tinker Easton. You know, as well as uh, also lining up is Northern Ireland's under 23 European Championships bronze medalist um, Yasmin Javadian. So I think. It is um, a big ask for Renix, but again, you know, she did it on the uh, domestic stage uh, eight years ago. And of course, she's going to be in the hunt again this time around. Um, so the woman that Renix beat in Glasgow at 48, in the 48 final, um, was India's uh, Likmabam, uh, Shashila Likmabam. I'm definitely going to butcher some names today, so I apologise for that. And... She returns to the mat in Birmingham. You know, she hasn't competed a huge amount since the Tokyo Olympics, but she's got a couple of fifth places, like in Grand Prix. You know, she's demonstrated that she can take on the world's best. And again, I think she's going to be disappointed if she doesn't take a medal. Uh, the athletes looking to stop her, you know, they include um, Mauritius uh, Morand, Priscilla Morand. You know, she's the world number 29. She's the current African champion. She's going to mount a big challenge for that title. And the South African, former African champion, uh, Jerone Whiteboy, um, as well as England's under-23 European bronze medalist, Amy Platten, uh, they're all going to be thereabouts. It's quite an exciting category. It's coming early on. I think there's a lot of competition for the medals, and it'll be great to see how that pans out. There's also a wide-open under-66 kilo field on day one uh, I think probably the favourite's going to be the Australian Nathan Katz um, but the whole nation fighters are also going to provide stiff competition you know you've got Northern Ireland's Nathan Burns Scotland's Alex Shaw Wales Greg Vary they're all going to be in the hunt for the gold medal um, I think there's a, a, a Zambian Mugandu uh, who you can throw into the mix. You know, he, he took a bronze medal at this year's African Championships. Um, India's athlete is, I think it's Saini Singh. Uh, you know, he's a huge thrower. He's had success on the IGF, the world circuit. He hasn't got a huge amount of comp competitive experience. Um, but again, you'd expect him to be able to cause some surprises and upsets. For me, you've maybe got a bit of a surprise. Uh, one to look out for might be the young Cypriot, um, Bala Jishvili. Took a fifth place at the Junior Europeans a couple of years ago. And I think, yeah, 66 kilos is shaping up to be one of the most exciting categories. Finally, on day one, we've got... Uh, where have we done? 52. Oh, yeah. How could I forget this? We've got one of the megastars of world judo. You know, Canada's former world champion, Krista Deguchi, you know, takes to the mat at 57 kilos. She is coming in uh, in form. You know, she won the, the Grand Prix in Zagreb two weeks ago looking dominant. She threw everybody on the way, you know. And again, the level she competes at 
it's going to make it a tough day for everyone else. I think our main competition probably comes from um, the English duo, uh, Achelia Toprak, Leili Nairn, um, and then, yeah, I think Scotland's Malin Wilson would be another one who's going to be looking to upset the odds. But I think, for me, the big big stories from day one, they're going to be about Krista de Gucci. They're going to be about how the under 60 kilos pans out. Um, and that gets us to day two, the middleweights. So we've got day two, 63s, 70s, uh, 73s and 81s taken to the mat. Um, and only got one athlete uh, in the hunt for a second medal. So at 70 kilos, Jemima Yates-Brown um, of England, she took a bronze medal in Glasgow. And this year she's, you know, she's looked pretty effective at 70 kilos. She won the, I think it was Romanian European Open in June or start of July. You know, she looked effective. Um, but the level of competition at 70s is super high. You know, the middleweights, I think, certainly in the women's categories, is really, really high across the board. Um She's got uh, the world number 12, so England's Kelly Peterson Pollard, um, formidable athlete. Um, she's got the world number 14, Aoife Coglin from Australia, uh, both in form, both like coming into the commies in great shape. Um, you know, and you, you I think they're going to be number one and number two seed, and you, I think you probably got to expect that to be the final. I think can probably expect a strong performance from um, Jamaica's former junior world bronze medalist, Ebony Drysdale-Daly. And I think for me, one of the potential most exciting matchups is Peterson Pollard um, and Drysdale-Daly. You know, both athletes were born, raised in North Birmingham. So that it's both a, it's a home games for both of them. They've both come through the Hardy Spicer Judo Club. And there's going to be a lot of people cheering them both on. The other women's category of day two is under 63 kilos. And this is, you know, it's, you can't argue it. It's the strongest category um, of the whole event. You know, the, the top seed going in is going to be world number three um, from Canada, Catherine Beauchemin Pinard. You know, she is in great form coming off the back of the Zagreb Grand Prix. She was another winner there. You know, she took a bronze medal in Tokyo. She's going to be really hard to beat. Um, but she did get silver in the Pan American and Oceania Championships earlier this year. And her victor, the, 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 the girl who beat her in that, was Australia's Katarina Hecker. Um... You know, so she's coming in as a Pan American Oceania champion. She's well established on the IGF World Tour, and she's consistently in and around the medal fights. She fought uh, eight years ago in Glasgow. She didn't get a medal, so I'm sure she's going to be looking to right that wrong. Um, and again, with a win over the world number three, she's got to she's got to fancy her chances. Um, the other competition is, of course, England's Gemma Howe, who's only returned to 63 kilos at the start of this year. But she has found plenty of success really, really quickly, obviously becoming European champion in April. Um, and again, she holds another win over Bolshevik Pinard at the Tel Aviv Grand Prix 
earlier this year. So you, you can't look beyond those those three women. Um, I don't know who's going to get the fourth medal, but those three are literally having a shootout for that gold. And it's going to be super exciting to see who comes out on top. Um, I think the men's middleweights are maybe a little bit less strong, but that leads to some like very competitive categories. So at 73s, your favourites are probably Gambia's Tokyo Olympian, Faye Njai. Um, probably British champion as well, Dan Powell, the the, the, the Englishman. Um, and I, th I, th I think those guys are probably out in front. Uh, the Australian like veteran Jake Benster, he, he missed out. He took a fifth place in Glasgow 2014. Hasn't fought a huge amount. Um, certainly in the last Olympic cycle, he's looking to make a, a comeback in Birmingham. Um, Northern Ireland's Josh Green probably is going to be in with a shout for a medal. And again, there's a there's another young Cypriot who, yeah, could spring a few surprises. Matt Sulikov on the day. Um, 81s, I think there's a clear favourite. You know, another strong Canadian, uh, Francois Gauthier-Drepeau, is the world number 10, I think, 10 or 11, you know, and, he, and he's had another big year. Um, he's regularly involved in medal fights on the IGF circuit. And the, the, the chasing pack at 81 kilos... I think there's a lot of good fighters, but he's he's got to start as number one. You know, his biggest challenge is probably going to be England's Lachlan Moorhead. He's former junior European bronze medalist. Um, I think as well, you're probably going to see Northern Ireland's Owen Fleming. He's also going to be in the hunt for the medal. You know, he came so close eight years ago in Glasgow, uh, losing that for bronze, and he's not going to want to go home empty-handed at this, this event. <laughs> Obviously, no one wants to go home empty-handed. Um, that takes us on to day three. So this is where the big men and women come out to play. And it's a day where there's five athletes looking to take home a second Commonwealth Games medal. First up, we've got over 78s. Scotland's Sarah Adlington is the reigning champion and she brings to the Games a wealth of experience. And I think she's probably going to start as a firm favourite to retain her title. But looking to dethrone her, there's uh, a group of youngsters, 19-year-old uh, probably at the forefront, New Zealand's 19-year-old Sydney Andrews beat Adlington earlier this year in the Madrid European Open. Um, she's absolutely fearless, but again, lacks perhaps some of the experience that some of the older fighters bring. So could be yeah opportunities to, to, to make mistakes there and for the others to capitalise on it. I'd expect to see India's um, Tulikaman and Trinidad's Gabby Woods. They're also going to be ones to watch out in the women's heavyweights. The, 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 yeah, we'll move on to under 78s. And the final athlete looking to become a two-time Commonwealth champion is Wales' Natalie Powell. So back in 2014, she beat England's Gemma Gibbons to win the title. And she has been an absolute force on the world circuit ever since. She's the world number 13. She looked fantastic. Again, another winner from the Zagreb Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago. And again, she took her bronze in the Budapest Grand Slam back in June. And she's got to be full of confidence coming into the event. Um, 
it's not plain sailing. So the number two seed is going to be England's Emma Reid. And I th- yeah, I think you've got to expect to see a Wales-England um, final. Uh, Emma Reid's world number 15. She won the Abu Dhabi Grand Slam back in November. And she also took uh, like a handful of fifth places on the IJF World Circuit this year. So again, I think those two athletes are probably the, the standouts for me. Um, you know, hiding away there maybe. Uh, you, you've got another returning athlete, um, Moira de Villiers of New Zealand, won a bronze medal way back in Glasgow. <laughs> um, and I think she stepped back then or after after the end of the Rio Olympic cycle. So she hasn't done a huge amount of judo, but she, she returned to the mat at the start of 2022. Um, she's been competing across the EJU circuit, so maybe a step down from some of those IJF events. But she's got a lot of momentum. Every event she's been at, she's medalled in that she's entered this year. Moving into the men's categories, we hit on my favourite, second favourite event of the the three days. In the men's, under 100 kilos, you know, it is stacked. It's another shootout. You've got two athletes returning from Glasgow with medals. You've got Jason Costa of New Zealand. He took a bronze eight years ago. You've got Pakistan's Shah Hussain Shah, who took silver. But for me, it's going to be asking a lot of either to get back on the podium. Um, of the pair, I think Shah could cause a surprise or two. You know, he's a, he is a double Olympian. He's a, he's a great gripper and he, he can score. He can throw as well. Um, but for me, the... 100 kilos final is and the, the title is going to belong to one of two Canadians um, Shadi El Nahas is world number four he is a massive thrower if you've watched the IGF circuit at all you're definitely going to know who he is um, he's probably going to come in as favourite but again hasn't done a huge amount of judo since Tokyo you know his main rival is his compatriot Carl Reyes. Uh, he's the former junior world champion. He's phenomenal judoka, um, traditional Japanese stylist, and he's another devastating thrower. But again, I think the list at 100 goes on. Takagi, um, the All Japan champion in 2015 before changing nationality to Australia, is again going to be looking to get to the top of the podium. He's a great athlete. Perhaps someone who's looking to recapture some of his best days behind him, maybe. But again, he's going to pose a major challenge to anyone at hundreds. I think the the whole category is like live. You know, the the two English boys. You got Reese Thompson, Harry Lovell Hewitt, and the Cameroonian Onda Fuda. They're all capable of winning fights, causing an upset. All big throwers. So. I'm super excited about seeing that one. And yeah, quite glad that I no longer <laughs> compete because that looks intense. Uh, 90 kilos, another shootout. Uh, it's not the strength of some of the other categories, but there are five or six athletes hoping to come home with a medal. Uh, there's another strong Canadian, uh, El Nahas, Mo- Mohab El Nahas. I'm not sure if he's a younger or older brother. Um, but he, he's coming in, uh, having won the Prague European Open earlier this year. For me, probably starts favourite alongside, you know, England's British champion, uh, former under-23 European bronze medalist, might be silver medalist, definitely got that wrong, uh, Jamal Petgrave. 
you know, he's amongst the favourites. There's a couple of African Championships medalists competing. Um, Brighton back from South Africa. The uh, Mauritian Foyle. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's an exciting event because everybody's there or thereabouts. And I'm I'm quite excited as well because an old friend, it'd be good seeing old friends, uh, Jamaica's Tom Davis is looking to roll back the years. And again, I think he's the oldest athlete competing in the judo. But if he can get it right on the day, he's going to cause some surprises for, for, for the guys fighting. And finally, that brings us back to the big guys. It is hard to look past the Canadian. Again, Mark Deschens. Um, he's going to start as favourite. He's the world number 28. He won bronze um, in Abu Dhabi. Grand Slam back in November, you know the the he's effective and there's no one else with that kind of medal record. Um, but you know mounting a challenge for the podium, yeah, I think New Zealand's youngster Andrew Cody um, is a young and aggressive. Yeah, Scotland's Andrew McWatt again a late entry due to an injury is going to be looking to pick up a medal. Uh, Seychelles judoka Dominic Degas is taking part in his second games, and again, more than capable of taking a medal home. And, and another one, another surprise for me, there's another Cypriot youngster, still just a cadet, so this might be a step up for him too much, but he is ranked number four in the world at the cadet level. You know, Antonu, uh, he could cause some problems for some of those more experienced athletes. So raced through that, recorded that whilst the opening ceremony is on in the background and obviously started making notes for it whilst in the five-hour queue for my accreditation. So um, I probably rushed through it, probably missed out some of the stories that you were looking forward to. Um, so let me know. Let me know what you're looking forward to. Let me know if you're going to be there. Um I have been incredibly lucky to get a role in the, the game's production. So if you're going to be there, if you're going to be going, come and say hello. Tell me what I've missed out. Tell me what I've got wrong. Uh, looking at the results, I am expecting England to, again, top the judo medal table, just like in Glasgow eight years ago. But a strong Canadian showing, you know, they've got the athletes, could deny them that. So I look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you're not going to be there, keep your eyes open. The judo is going to be electric. Hope you've enjoyed today's rundown of the games and all that usual nonsense. Like, subscribe, share, blah, 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 blah. Catch you soon.